Welcome to Your Health Guide, your how-to prescription for better health, translating cutting-edge research for your everyday life. Join naturopath and health educator Lawrence Katsaris for practical tips and insights to help you on your wellness journey. Hi guys, thanks again for joining me on Your Health Guide. I'm Lawrence Katsaris and in this episode I've got naturopath Nick Breen on the show with me and we're talking all things men and testosterone. Nick runs us through how and where testosterone is made and regulated and the areas of health that testosterone is involved in that many of us men wouldn't necessarily think or know about as being affected by this sex hormone. So he talks about the signs and symptoms that can help us identify if we have low testosterone because even in the prime of our youth, our testosterone levels may not be as high as they should be, let alone the scary facts that Nick shares with us about how much our testosterone levels drop as we age, and discusses this concept of andropause, or the drop in testosterone in the aging male. So in this episode, it's all about how men can identify where their testosterone levels are at, and how it's important for more than just libido, and why it's so critical that you're working with a healthcare practitioner if you have low testosterone to support your testosterone alongside your general health, to enhance not only just how you feel now, but to optimize how you'll age as a man. So let's jump into the episode. Thanks for joining me on the podcast, Nick. Good to be here. Now, we're going to talk about testosterone, and to start us off, can you orientate us about where testosterone is made and how it's regulated in the body? Yeah, so um, as most of us will know, testosterone is produced in the testicles. It's produced by these cells called Leydig cells, and the overall production of your testosterone is regulated by um, an axis that we call the HPG axis, which stands for the hypothalamic pituitary gonadal axis. And basically, that's an axis between your brain and your balls. The brain releases hormones that then tell your testicles to produce testosterone. The levels of testosterone in your blood then feed back to your brain to regulate the levels of that hormonal production. So it's a tightly regulated sort of feedback loop. And, and there's a little bit of other complexities to it as well, isn't there? Like we don't just produce one type of testosterone. We can convert it in between different types as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, some of your testosterone will be converted to a, a type of potent testosterone that's called DHT or dihydroxytestosterone. And now that's converted by an enzyme known as 5-alpha reductase. That enzyme is concentrated in areas like your prostate gland, um, in your skin, around your hair follicles and in the scalp. So that's why we see when the activity of this 5-alpha reductase enzyme is upregulated, people get things like prostate enlargement or male pattern baldness because they're converting more testosterone to the DHT, and that's 10 times more potent than normal testosterone. That's right. Now, does that mean that that person with male pattern baldness or an enlarged prostate has an overall global higher testosterone effect? Like he's not gonna be prone to symptoms of low testosterone? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you'd think that, you'd think that that'd be nice compensation for premature balding, but no, <laughs> that's not actually the case. Um, all it means is that your base pool of testosterone is getting converted um, at a faster rate to the, this DHT and in those specific areas. Right, but then the global effects, like, and when I say global, I mean through the rest of our body, mm. is still subject to the rest of our testosterone levels and, and that pool. So you're saying you could still have lowered testosterone symptoms, but just unfortunately have high levels of testosterone or the DHT in those particular areas. That's right, yeah. Now, testosterone can also convert to estrogen as well. How and why does that happen? 
Yeah, so um, testosterone can be converted to estradiol, which is a, a potent form of estrogen, uh, by an enzyme, an enzyme called aromatase. And why would we need to convert our testosterone through to estrogen? Yeah, good question. Um, so we always think about estrogen as being a female hormone, but it's actually essential for men's health as well. Uh, we're still trying to work out exactly what role estrogen plays in men's health, but we do know for sure that it's important um, as an anti-inflammatory substance in the body. It's also really important for cognitive health. And I've also seen uh, recently how estrogen within the testes has a role in sperm production as well, which I mm. think is fascinating. And so we should get that really small amount, like we're talking almost minuscule, it's like 0.2% of our testosterone should in a healthy male get converted through to that estrogen or estradiol, as you said, it's a, mm. it's a particular form of estrogen. Now, coming back to testosterone, we often will think about testosterone plays a role in that masculinity, in muscle growth, in libido, but testosterone plays far more actions in his generalized health, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. so it's uh, very important for your metabolic health, um, the way your body deals with sugar and, and fats, um, for your body composition, your muscle mass, important for your cognitive health, um, your mood, uh, and things like bone density as well. Right. So. I'm assuming, and this is where I'd love to start diving into some detail, when we're looking at those signs and symptoms of low testosterone, we're gonna to start to see them in some of those areas you've just listed out, right? Mm -hmm. So what are the cardinal signs that you start to think about from when you see them in an individual that make you flag, perhaps he's got low testosterone? Yeah, so the signs that are most closely related to low testosterone are actually your signs around sexual dysfunction. So things like um, sexual desire, um, you know, frequency of, of erections, whether you're waking up with, with your morning wood um, and whether you've got erectile, uh, erectile problems. Mm, now, I mean, I've just got a questions that a lot of us men would think about with that is like, sh surely there's psychological issues that are involved in the, those, those sexual activity aspects of a, of a man's health. Like, is it just that clear cut that low testosterone means those symptoms will be low or could I have low libido even if my testosterone levels are fine. Yeah, well, I mean, us men are very delicate and sensitive creatures. Oh, no? just. Because we are. There's a lot of factors that can affect your, uh, your sexual desire. It's a, it's a complicated area. So things such as your self-esteem are going to play into it. Um, relationship issues, you know, is it just that your libido's gone in respect to your wife? Does every other woman in the world still, you know, arouse you? Um, so, yeah, there's lots of issues like that. And things like stress as well could certainly play a, a big part. So it's, uh, and I think clinically it's really necessary to, to tease those apart and not just always assume that, um, you know, we can give testosterone as a magic bullet for, for libido. For sure, for sure. So it's keeping in mind the complexity of us, the psychology, psychological impacts there. But the research does indicate that you start to see consistent declines in some of those things. And I like what you're saying there in terms of our sexual thoughts in and some of that in terms of uh, frequency of erections starting to decrease you might start to flag whether there's low testosterone so what are the other generalized health symptoms that you then put alongside that to confirm of whether testosterone is a problem or not yeah so um, mood changes can be one a loss of uh, cognitive ability loss of your ability to concentrate when you say mood changes like are you talking more about like some of that concentration stuff as well? Or are we talking about like anxiety, depression? Can be both. Mm. Um, can certainly manifest as anxiety or depression or just in those cognitive changes as well. Yeah, cool. And even grumpiness as well, isn't it? Like just irritability um, and just low interest. And I've even seen compulsive behaviour can be associated with low testosterone. It can. So basically any kind of 
men, like mood disturbances, and then you were saying cognitive function. So what if mm-hmm. I'm having trouble concentrating, memory as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what other factors? Um, so you know, some of your cardiovascular markers might change. We might be looking at things like increased cholesterol uh, and poor blood sugar control, um, loss of bone density. And one of the more cardinal ones, I think, is that gynecomastia or uh, the development of man boobs. That's, a, that's another good sign. Interesting. And what's going on there? Yeah, so going back to that enzyme I was talking about before, aromatase. So when the activity of aromatase is upregulated, more of your testosterone will be converted through to estrogen, and that's going to change your overall hormonal balance and uh, can lead to the production of breast, breast tissue. Interesting and alarming. So outside of these symptoms being an inconvenience for us, they actually have some pretty serious consequences for our long-term health, can't they? So Mm. our testosterone levels will change throughout our life and they start to decline as we get older. Can you walk us through that, please? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, men's testosterone will peak in their early 20s and then sort of slowly decline from there. They'll drop off at a rate of about 1% per year from the age of 40 onwards. And... Am I correct in saying this, that our testosterone levels now are not as high as what they used to be? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, the studies are showing us that our levels of testosterone are between 30 and 50% lower than men that were living in the late 80s. So over 30 years, our testosterone levels have dropped between 30 and 50% on average. And I'm going to assume that there's a bunch of different factors in our life and the way that we're living and maybe the toxins we're exposed to, maybe our stress that's no doubt affecting that. And I want to probably just flag that, that we'll need to catch up again in another stage to talk about that in a whole other episode. Mm. Now, for that man, as the testosterone levels start to decline, we hear of this name of andropause, of this condition as he starts to get lower. Menopause. Oh, menopause. (laughs) And those testosterone levels start to, to drop off, affecting his health, tying in with some of those serious symptoms that you were talking about before. Mm. So can you just explain, is that only, like, do I only need to start worrying about that once I hit my 40s and 50s? Is this a condition that only affects men later in life? Or are you starting to see this in younger men as well? Yeah, so, I mean, we are seeing it in younger men. Um, And as we said before, the, the average levels of testosterone are lower these days than they were 30 years ago. So what that means is when people are hitting that that testosterone peak in their early 20s, they're not at that same peak level as they would have been starting from 30 years ago. So when you do start to see a a decline in testosterone levels, you'll start to see symptoms appearing much earlier than they would have in the past. And that's probably also why we start to see the increase in rates of things like infertility and erectile dysfunction. When you start to look at like one in 20 men uh, suffering from infertility now, one in five men over the age of 40 suffer from erectile dysfunctional difficulties. And part of that could be tied in with testosterone elements and part of that erectile dysfunction is also tied in with cardiovascular elements as well, which you've alluded to saying that testosterone could still have its hand in affecting his body mass, his type 2 diabetes, his blood pressure, etc. And so perhaps just to clarify that link for us there then, how is it then that testosterone, when it is starting to get lower, as you're saying, it's not just creating some symptoms, it's creating long-term detriments to our health. How, for instance, does that work for our cardiovascular health? Like you're saying that if I've got lower testosterone levels, that's going to predispose or increase my risk of high blood pressure, putting on weight, type 2 diabetes. How does that actually take place? Yeah, so uh, there's sort of two mechanisms that testosterone work through to support our cardiovascular health as we age. So in men, testosterone is anti-inflammatory. 
Um, and when we lose that sort of anti-inflammatory break, we then see damage to our blood vessels and, and you know, our ability to, for our cells to heal and regenerate themselves. Um, we also see problems with our ability to utilise glucose, which can lead to those conditions, as you mentioned, like type 2, diabe type two diabetes and, and insulin resistance. And that is also then where it starts to ferment suffering with erectile dysfunction. It's that combination of that lower testosterone and that changes in their vascular health and their ability to, to get blood to where it needs to be that actually starts to cause the problems. It's that com that's the combined cardiovascular and testosterone issues that then start to influence his erectile dysfunction, isn't it? So yeah, those two, but also the impact on mental health as well, because as we said, testosterone is responsible for you know a, a lot of your mood, which is going to affect your confidence. So that mental aspect is going to play into the erectile dysfunction as well. Of course, of course, of course. So how signs and symptoms you've talked about as some indicators about if your testosterone is looking low, what else might you be looking at? Are there tests that you could be using for assessing someone's testosterone levels that could define whether they're, they're in andropause or whether the, he just doesn't have ideal testosterone levels that may be affecting his mood or his body composition or his metabolic health, like his type 2 diabetes or uh, blood glucose utilisation. What, what investigations do you use on a clinical setting? Yeah, so I mean, the one that I would normally use is your salivary testosterone. Um, I probably prefer that to your serum testosterone. Okay. Just because it gives you a bit more of an idea of what's actually happening at a cellular level, you know, rather than looking at that big pool of testosterone in your blood. So, yeah, salivary testosterone would be the one I'd look at mostly. Um, the ranges in Australia are from 8 to 40 nanomoles. That's in, um, that's in serum as well, though, isn't Sorry, it? So if you're, doing, if, you're doing, um, if you're doing testing through your GP, that, that's, they're often going to be doing serum, not saliva, is it? That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so because of that, this, you're giving us the, the serum values. Sorry. So 8 to 40. Mm -hmm. And anywhere in that range is fine? Um, so no, I'd prefer to see people sort of, you know, between 21 and 33 would be ideal. Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I often will see men even in their 30s, maybe even late 20s that are sitting in their teens levels. Mm. And so that will, you know, start to be indicative of raising question marks around where their testosterone levels are at. Yeah, and certainly, you know, if it's not a problem for them at the moment, where their testosterone levels are gonna be in, in 10 years. Good point, yeah, because if they're starting from a pretty low baseline, so that then makes me start to think, okay, well, what are actually start some of the factors that are decreasing his testosterone levels? And you've started to talk around about age, but I'm assuming that there's some other factors that will be decreasing his testosterone levels. Yeah, there's a lot of different things that can actually affect your testosterone levels. So things like nutritional deficiencies, um, you know, toxins, in, in, um, endocrine disrupting chemicals in your environment, stress, lack of sleep, um, the inflammation, insulin resistance, all really? these things can, can affect your testosterone. So a bunch of different things affecting his generalised health will obviously be affecting his testosterone. It sounds like that's a pretty detailed topic. So I, I think that's something that I'd love to catch up with you again and talk about in its own episode to flesh out so that we can understand how our general health is affecting our testosterone levels and obviously what we can do about that. So probably just to, to leave it here for this discussion, we've been talking about the fact that men's testosterone levels will dramatically start to decline after the ages of 40, andropause and that lower testosterone is a real thing and it's something that we should be seriously be considering if we're in our 40s and, and older, but isn't something that just affects us in that older 
second part of our life, or let's not say older, but in that uh, those other generations of our or decades of our life, and it starts to produce some real health concerns for us outside of just the immediate and inconvenient symptoms that we may notice in our day-to-day life, it can actually start to predispose us towards ageing poorly and increasing our risk of serious diseases and even death through our later parts of our years. So thanks so much for clarifying that for us, Nick, and explaining the importance about being aware of the signs of lower testosterone levels. And if you'd like to join us in other episodes, we'll start to talk about what we can actually do to address that. Yeah, that'd be really good. Thanks for joining me on the show, Nick. Pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Your Health Guide. Any resources or links discussed in the episode can be found at metagenics.com.au. To help you continue on your health journey, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you found this episode useful, please rate and review us. If you have any questions about how this information could relate to your health condition, please go and speak to your natural healthcare practitioner who can provide you with specific advice for your health needs.